I want to speak to you for the next couple of hours. Dad, you got your checkbook out? I, Mom, Dad, stand up. I want you to stand up. These are, stand up. These, stand up. These are the people that I get most of my sermons from. This is my mother, Brenda, my dad, Charles, and y'all can thank them or really be mad at them because I'm your pastor. It doesn't make any difference. So Sometimes they love you because they laugh at you and with you. And sometimes they're thinking, man, I wish he had never been born because, man, amen. I want to talk to you today uh, I usually say briefly, but my mother always told me, do not lie. So I just want to say, I'm going to talk to you today, all right? <clears throat> I want to talk to you today about the God with benefits. The God with benefits. You know God has benefits? Do you know in Christ you have benefits? There's, there's a God that has benefits, amen? I like that. We talked a couple of weeks ago about benefits. You go to a job, and what do you look for? The Benefits. Do I have insurance? Do I have 401K? Do I get a matching? Do it, does it match in my 401K? You know, I want to know about the benefits. And then you get around to the pay. Amen? So God has benefits. And I want to uh, share a few of these with you and then give you some scripture on how we can get into the benefits of God. Isn't that something to know that you got benefits, but how do I achieve them? You know, a company can have benefits, but unless you sign up for those benefits, unless you tell them, hey, I want to take so much money, you match in my 401k, you don't get it. But the benefit's still there. Okay, this is going to be a long one. The benefit is still there. You're just not receiving it. But it's already been done. It's set up for you got there. Do you know Christ has already provided benefits before you ever were thought about by your mother and father? Christ already had you in mind, and he had benefits for you in advance of you coming into existence. And so I want to talk about those benefits. In Psalms 103, verse 1, <clears throat> Psalms 103, verse 1, I'm going to read through verse 5. It says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. That is key. When, when Scripture starts out with bless the Lord, O my soul, or bless, or a, a two or three words of the same in, right behind each other, he's saying, I want your attention. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. I'm giving you some key pieces. Of when I, when, what I teach you is when you read the Bible to do what? Slow down, read it, digest it, because there's something there. How many of you know that words in the Bible on a piece of paper are not there just to fill pages? The Bible says that if we were to record all of Christ's works, there's not enough books to contain them all. Yeah. So we're getting a snippet. All right? So <clears throat> verse 2 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. benefits. Is it up on the screen? Man, y'all do so good. Y'all just awesome. Here's some of the benefits that he begins to list. Verse 3. Who forgives all of your iniquities? Praise the Lord. Yeah. That's a benefit. Do you know benefit, there's a benefit that he forgave your iniquities? Without that benefit, you're going to hell? I kind of like to get right to the chase. I don't like to kind of beat around the bush. I won't let you know where we're at. So you, without that benefit, how many of you like that benefit? How many of you watch this? Now, now, before you raise your hand on this, think about it. How many of you believe it's real? 
You believe that benefit is real? Okay. Keep telling yourself that. Who heals all your diseases? Do you still believe that he saved you? That he forgave your iniquities? Do you believe he can heal all your diseases? It's what his word says. Okay, so you're tracking with me, so we're going to get. Next verse. Who redeems your life from destruction? You ever been in a place where your life's just been destroyed? Where you couldn't put two pieces together to make any sense of anything? I mean, it's just been in shambles. You know that, that a benefit of God is that He can take your destruction and put it back together? Who redeems to pull back, to get back together, redeems. You, you messed it up. He didn't mess it up. You messed it up, and he says in his word that he redeems your life from destruction. It's been destroyed by, by stupid choices. It's been destroyed by the enemy. Whatever you want to label it, but God says, I can redeem that. That's amazing to me that we serve a God that can take all of your junk in your trunk and put it back together and say, man, this is awesome. This, I can make something beautiful. Amen? These are benefits. I'm going to get with it in a minute. And who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Do you know you're to be crowned with loving kindness? You know, if you've got an old bad attitude, come on, somebody. Not a man in this, in this house done anything. They just sit right there, just sitting still. Didn't move, didn't, didn't flinch, and nothing. Who crowns you with loving kindness. You know, if you've got no bad attitude, no stinky attitude, you ever been around those people? Easy, ladies, easy. Been around that person that you didn't even want because you knew they just had an old stinky attitude. I mean, it's like, oh, don't go around them. They're just so negative. You feel like you need a shower when you leave them. and just so, ugh. You know, the Bible says that we, can, we should have, uh, we should get, we, he will give us crowns of loving kindness and tender mercies. You know that person that you don't really like? You know that person. Now, I know they don't go to this church. I'm just talking about the other church. <laughs> your, your neighbor that don't go to church anyway. That he, he says that he will crown you, me and you, with tender mercies and, and loving kindness. We're to love our neighbor. These are benefits. You thought, well, I just thought I, I, I had the right to not like them because they were just a, that word. Next verse. Who satisfies your mouth with good things. You know what he's talking about? Good words. He'll take those old negative words, those things that you know, I'm just beat up, beat down, so poor and so broke. I just, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. I just ain't going to make it. I mean, woe is me. You know, the sky's falling and, and then the heaven's falling on the sky kind of thing, you know. Doom and gloom. You know, he puts in you, in your mouth, good things. So that your youth is renewed like eagles. Look, I feel, I feel like I'm 20. It's just a feeling, though. The Bible says we shouldn't walk by our feelings, right? We walk by faith. I told you the story. We're out snow skiing, and boy, Ethan said, Dad, come on, let's go down these double black diamonds. I said, man, that is so I can do that. In my head, I could do that. In my head, I was right beside him. But when I get up the top, I saw green, blue, and black. That's the color code of mountain slopes. I said, you know, blue's not bad. That's close. 
Matter of fact, I'm kind of colorblind. I like blue. Blue is black to me, okay? You can read to find truth, right? That's what they say, but you can't. Since God has benefits, how do you get them? That's what we really need to know. How do you get the benefits? If you were to go into a company and you walked in, you would go to a little woman called HR, Human Resource. They have a little office in there, and they have a description of the benefits. And so you walk in and say, how do I get those? Sign me up for whatever benefit. All right? So in Christ, guess what? You, you can be signed up, but you've got to sign yourself up. He's already done the work. The benefits are available. Listen to me now. Benefits are there. We just listed them. You go back and read them this afternoon. The benefits are there. What do you need? Here's the cool thing about God and the benefits of God. When you go into a company, you sign up for the benefits, and you may have to wait a while to get them. You may have to wait to a certain window to change the benefits that you're in, the plan or the 401K to opt in or opt out or whatever. Here's the cool thing about God. God has the benefits, and you can access them anytime. You don't have a waiting period. Well, see, that ought to make somebody jump and shout. I mean, you don't have to wait. I hear people tell me all the time, hey, I got a job, and I don't have to wait on my insurance to kick in. Y'all. <laughs> now, now, Roy and Susan, y'all, y'all tend to, well, first, not First Baptist, what is it? Calvary Baptist in Greenwood. My mom and dad, uh, uh, Church of God. We got a mix here. But if y'all are trying to be quiet for either one of them, <laughs> y'all going to get with it, okay? They ain't going to mind. They're going to love you the same. They already think you're weird. <laughs> they don't. That's why you got me. Colossians 3, 9 says this. If you have your Bibles, Colossians 3.9, mark it, put it in your notes, in your phone or iPad, whatever. <clears throat> Colossians 3.9 says, do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man who is renewed in, watch, in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. Watch this. Now, we're talking about how do I get the benefits of God? How do I receive those benefits? Okay. So let me show you a couple of things about these two passages of Scripture. So how do we put off the old and put on the new? That's a question. How do I, how do I stop doing this? How do I get into this? So here's the first thing in verse 9. We want to talk about putting off the old. I've done a word study, and when you look up this phrase, put off or put off the old, it simply means any kind of separation of one thing from another by which union, listen to me, by which union or fellowship has been destroyed. Some of you want to walk in the benefits of God, but you're still working for the other company. You're still playing by their rules, but you want to, you want to come over to this company and get all the benefits, but you want to live by that company's rules. Come on, I'm going to preach. You've got to put off that to destroy those things that you used to do, the people you used to hang out with. You've got to get rid of them. Amen. If you're going to receive the benefits of him, because he's not playing second fiddle to you or anybody else. This is good. Stay with me. Don't check out on me yet. We must destroy any type of fellowship with the things, listen, with the things, the people, the places that may lead you 
or keep you captive to sin. Good stuff. I'm going to get it one of these days. Here's another. 1 Corinthians 13, 11 says this. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. And I understood as a child and I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. What happened? He didn't grow up out of them. He put them away. Remember a couple weeks ago, I talked to you about one of the kids would say burlax. Which one was that? Was that you or Ethan? Ethan said burlax. He couldn't say relax. He said burlax. He'd come up and rub on your shoulders, Ralph. I ain't going to rub on your shoulders. And he'd say, just burlax, burlax. That was so cute. I mean, we're talking about it now 30 years later. But if he came up to us today and said, burlax, burlax, you'd think, that boy ain't all there. That was cute when he was three. It's not cute when he's 30. He had to put off. We taught him and trained him how to speak. Now he got to do something with it. Here's what we're doing in Christ. We're trying to grow up and we want God to do all the work. Because we've been preached this gospel that God can do it all and he can. But you've got to do your part too. You have to do something in order to receive the benefits of Christ. Salvation has been made just like these other five things we listed. It's already been done. All you've got to do is receive it. All right? Healing is the same way. Physical healing in your body is exactly the same way. You just got to receive it. It's already been done. Isaiah 53, 5. Y'all remember what it says? The iniquities, transgressions, chastisement of peace, healing, those things. Guess what? He died for you. Nailed those to the cross. They're all listed as the same. When he finished one, he finished them all. That's the benefits of God. All you've got to do is, when he, when he died on the cross, got up, at that moment, salvation was available to you. Do you understand it wasn't available to the people prior to that? It wasn't. Another message. So first, it says, when I was a child, I spoke as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. What this word, put away, simply means this, to deprive, watch this, to deprive of force, Influence or power. You've got to deprive those things that's got power over you. Your thoughts, your, the way you think, what you say. The Bible says that out of, the, out of your mouth comes life and death. That you will eat the produce of your mouth. That's, what you're gonna, that's what's going to be in you. The Bible says that out of the bones of the heart, the what? The mouth speaks. So if you're going around saying, you know what, I've got, well, I'm just going to say it because this is the way I am. We've got a lot of people in church that that have been diagnosed with cancer. You go around and say, I've got cancer and I'm going to die of cancer. Go down here to the funeral home and get ready. Because you're speaking life into that thing. But I want you to understand, the fact may be, the reality may be that you've been diagnosed with it. We do not deny that whatsoever. Okay, that would be stupidity, okay? So the thing is that you can say, I've been diagnosed with it. But as I've always said, truth trumps fact every time. What is truth? The Word of God. The Word of God is truth. When he said, I sent my word and healed him, he meant he sent his word and healed you. That's the truth. Now, it may not look like it at the moment, 
Billy, it don't look like it at the moment. Doesn't look like it, does it? Doesn't feel like it either, does it? Not at all. But your faith, by faith, you keep believing, you can be healed. Why? Because it's a benefit that's already been done. If we don't have the benefit of healing, then we don't have the benefit of salvation. Then your life that has been in destruction is going to stay in destruction. If we don't, if we don't have one benefit, we don't have any of them. If we got one, we got them all. Amen. I'm trying to help you understand how we can walk in the benefits of God. The fullness. i got to hurry. Now, how do we put on the new? I told you how to take off the old. Got to get rid of some people, places, and things in your life. Get rid of them. Cut them loose. Give them a new address. Tell them to go back to hell where they came from. Amen? Over yonder. My mom was mad at me because I had said hell in church. But no, I'm kidding. <laughs> she just punched my daddy like that and said, Did you hear what he said? Wait till I get on the phone with him after we leave here. <laughs> See, this sounds funny to you, but I do this all the time to you. You're not even here. Did I tell you? I've told y'all before. Let me just tell you why my dad's here so you think I ain't like My dad had time out. We was talking about disciplined kids one time. They said, did your dad do time out? I said, he did. He does time out. He took time out. What he was doing, whoop your tail. He had plenty of time out. <laughs> Amen. Just stick up your hand anymore. We believe in that corporal punishment. Amen. I still do. Some of you need to get to. No, no, no. Ooh. I done started meddling now. All right, let me move on. Putting on the new. Verse 10 says to put on. That means to, to sink into, to clothe, to put on oneself. You, you have to put on. You have to do it. Anybody ever went to the closet and stood there and looked? And all of a sudden the clothes jumped on you? Can I, Anybody? No, you'll be naked till Jesus comes standing in front of your closet saying... What do you have to do? You have to reach and grab a garment of some sort and put it on. Same principle. You have to, you have to do something. You have to get rid of the old. That's part of putting on. I, it, it would be foolish if I wore this this week and then next week came in and had my suit on top of this. You'd think, man, he's really lost it. He's nuts. I knew he was nuts, but, and I got confirmation. That's a fleece from the Lord. It's a sign. No, you got to take something off to put something on, right? <clears throat> we must renew our mind. It says to put on to renew. I'll go back here real quick. And have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. We must renew our mind to be changed into a new kind of life as opposed to a former corrupt state. See, you've got to renew your mind. Do you know your mind's got to be renewed? you know you can come get saved and, and, and your spirit's saved? But do you know your mind is still crazy? Your flesh, what I say, Ralph, my spirit's saved, my flesh crazy? I've got to renew my mind so that I can act like Christ. I'm saved. Christ did that work in my spirit. But for me to show benefits and pro produce of a new life, i got to do some changing in my life. you got to see, the Bible says you'll be known by your fruit. Right? So how do we get there? I'm saved, and my outward may be a little bit rough. Come on. 
My outside may be a little jagged still and a little messed up. But guess what? If I stay in Christ, I'm saved. I'm working on that part. If any of you be, ever became perfect in, on the, in the exterior when you got saved, please stand up and give me a shout. That's how that's working for you. Okay. Romans 12, 2 says this, And do not be conformed to this world. He's talking to the church at Rome, by the way. He's not talking to a bunch of heathens. Talking to the church at Rome says, Do not be conformed to this world. In other words, don't go back to that other. You've done put that off. Why do you want to go back? You done got rid of that. Why are we going back to that? It says, be, renew, be, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your... Mm. That you may prove, what are you going to prove when you get renewed? What is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God? That's what we should, that's what the world should see, that perfect will of God in us. If your mind's renewed, it's what the Bible says. Why is that not happening? I know why. You know I love you, right? For the rest of this message, you keep telling yourself, my pastor loves me so much. Because you're not renewing your mind. You're not reading your Bible. You're not studying the Word of God. If you start studying God's Word more than you start participating in the old man, guess what? That thing you feed most is going to outgrow the old thing. Woo! Colossians 3.16 says this. <clears throat> let, the word of God, uh, let the Word of Christ... The Word of God, the Word of Christ, dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Wow. Let the Word of God, Word of Christ, that's the Bible, let this Word dwell in you richly. That means abundantly. Okay, that's what that means. So you've got to get God's Word in you abundantly. You can't read it just when you have a little problem and say, Lord, why aren't you blessing me? Lord, if you would just do it, I promise I'm going to read my Bible. See, we're putting everything on God because he knows we, we, we're going to treat him like a prostitute. And we're going to run from him as soon as we get what we want. You can't prostitute God. Why don't you try this? Why don't you try getting in God's word and say, God, I want you more than I want any benefit. First, I just want you. And when we get our mindset that we want Christ, guess what? Then all those benefits come. When you go to work for a company, you go to work for them, and then guess what? All of the benefits. We want to seek God's hand, what he can do for us, but we don't seek his heart. You know why? Because his heart will change you. His heart will make you love your neighbor that you don't love. His heart will make you love your spouse that you want to leave. Woo! Glory to God. Make you hate that woman or that man that you're running around with. Make you hate that drug, that alcohol, if you fall in love with him. Now, I know nobody in this church do any of those things. I'm just saying if you happen to know somebody that would be doing it, you can speak this word to them. Amen? Why do, we need to know, why do we need to renew our mind? So we know who we are in Christ Jesus. Most of you, you can, I, can, I can bring your idea of who Christ is in your life to one word. You ready? Salvation. 99% of the Christians that call themselves Christians have reduced this Bible to one word. I'm saved. Salvation. I'm going to heaven. That's great. 
But what are we going to do with this thing called life while we're here when sickness comes at us and when problems and when destruction comes? When the destroyer, John 10, 10, the thief that comes to kill, steal, and destroy, what are you going to do when you're living here where you need that rather because you ain't there yet? What are we going to do? This word is for you to live in the fullness of Christ while you live here. You don't need healing when you get to heaven. That's not going to be a benefit of heaven. It's just there. It's perfect place. You get that? You don't, you don't need, you don't, your life is not going to be in shambles when you get to heaven. You're not going to be sick. You're going to have no sorrow, not when you get to heaven. So why would the benefits be for something there? He spent a whole lot of time on this earth healing people here. If that's the case, why don't you just kill them? So you will get you there now, get you there quicker. Come on, amen me. I've got, I've got hours. You amen me, I only got an hour. So why do we need to renew our mind? Watch this, Ephesians 3.16. That he, Christ, Jesus, God, would grant you, Holy Spirit, would grant you according to the, to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his power in the inner man. And if you're like me, when I hear most preachers, I say, what did he just say? It was wah, 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 wah. Watch this. Let's break it down. That he, capital H, meaning God, Holy Spirit, everything that he possesses. Y'all thought I had it memorized. Big screen right there. That he would grant who? My, my neighbor. Come on, say it. See, that, here's the problem. When you read God's Word, put you in the Word of God. That, Lord, you would grant me, praise God, according to the riches of my abilities. No, according to the riches of His glory. Watch this. I've done a word search because I like word searches. I like word studies, not word search, not the puzzle. The word according to His riches simply means it's of His possessions. His enrichment. You ever, when we was growing up, I don't know if they still do it. I hadn't read the, uh, the, the, the label on bread anymore, but it used to say enriched with flour on bread. Do they still put that on there? James, do they still put that on your grocery store? Man, they do. So it's enriched with something. You know what that means? You really can't see it, but it's in there. You ever seen enriched in the bread? We don't say, man, that is some good enrichment right there. <laughs> no. You hadn't, have you? If you have, I want to know what you're, I start saying I want to know what you're eating, but I want to know what you're, well, never mind. I hear my wife always saying, mm-mm, 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 mm-mm. If you think I can't hear the Holy Spirit in here, she's, I mean, he's sitting right over <laughs> According to the possessions of his glory, that's everything that surrounds God. It's his attributes, it's everything. His, he possesses it, Okay. So he wants to grant that to who? That he would grant you according to, that means every possession that he has, he wants to grant to you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might. Watch this. This is so good. That word strengthen means power. He wants to give you all of his possessions that you may have power 
Watch this. This is unique that he would use strengthened with might. Because the word might means power also, but it's a different word meaning dunamis, where we get our word dynamite. Oh, hallelujah. Some of you need to get blowed up. We need to be strengthened with, with this power that is explosive. We're walking around as Christians with a wet fuse. Your dynamite's so wet it ain't going to go off. We need, we need to get into the Word of God that says, wait a minute, I've, I've got the possessions according to Him. He's granted them to me, and I can do this with power, and not only with just power, but with dynamite power. Glory to God. Well, I thought that, thought some of you would say, woohoo! Your problems aren't as bad as you thought they was then. With power, through His Spirit, we're at? Who's inner man? God's inner man? And your inner man? Does this, is this verse talking to you yet? Church, we're living way beneath what God has intended for us to be. The church, you know why the churches are empty today? Because they don't see anything different in here than they do out there. We're walking as, as beat up, destroyed, beat down as they are. Why they want to come join us? It's just a bigger pity party. They want to come where they can get relief from their things. They want to come where there's a church and there's a group of people that have benefits from God. That are possessing some power that's explosive to take care of, to pray for their needs. That's why the church is empty. Churches are empty because people, they don't see anything happening. Now, I know we're not supposed to walk by, uh, by, by what we see and all that. But guess what? If you're a heathen, that's all you know. Because the Bible says my spirit can't comprehend the things of the flesh. And the flesh can't comprehend the things of the spirit. And boy, this is good stuff. It's so good, I'm going to get roared. Amen, me already. Now, I know he's leaned up on his seat. He's looking at a baby over there. But I, I like to think, man, he's leaning because it's so good. He fin- Amen. Glory to God. Look at that. Come on now, Pentecostal folks. Let's get with it. You know it's okay to have fun in the house of God, right? Verse 17, that Christ may dwell in your what? That's the physical seat of, that's the, that's the seat of all physical and spiritual things right there. When it, this word right here in your heart. It says that he may dwell in your hearts through faith. Are you saved? Now, you said you was a while ago. You still saved? Yes. You sure? How do you get saved? Through faith. By faith, you get saved, right? So it's still there. So he says that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love. God is love, by the way. So we're still talking about the same get, get in God. Next verse. That you may be able to comprehend, listen to me, comprehend with all the saints what is the width, the length, and the depth, and the height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled, listen to me, with all the fullness of God. What I like, I like the word all, but what I like is fullness. Is God incomplete in any area? 
me try over here. Is God incomplete in any area? No. He is not incomplete in any area. Does God have benefits? Does God want me, according to Scripture, that you may, Marty may, be filled with all the fullness of God? You as a child of God, hear me out. Don't think I'm speaking heresy. Do you know that you, as a blood-bought, born-again child of God, do you know that you're due? It is your right to possess the fullness of God? Woo! That is good stuff. Why do we walk in anything less than the fullness of God? I got your answer. Because you're not reading God's word to know what the fullness is. It's just too simple. If I can get it, anybody can get it. I'll tell you the story before I close about my mother. I've told this many times. She went to see the guidance counselor one time and I wasn't doing so well in school. Let's just say this. Uh, I was performing below average. Like really down here. And then we graded on a 10-point scale. 50 to 60 was the F. You wasn't going to make it. 60 to 70 was a D. 70 to 80 was a C and so forth on up. Didn't get much in that A area. <laughs> Although I did do good in physical ed. <clears throat> and so she was talking to the guidance counselor and said something about uh, he ain't doing so good. My mom said, well, what, what, what's a grade? And she began to explain this scale. She says, so D is passing? Uh-huh. Mom's like, well, what's the problem? <laughs> Mom was just glad I was going to pass. She's like, you got the wrong student. If you're looking for A's, I just want to get D's. I mean, we can send you back the report card and put an A on if you want to, but I just want the boy out, you know. So if I can get it, you can get it. This is, oh, you got to slow down. What, I, what do I teach you here? Slow down, eat, digest, process the word that you may get it in your spirit. This fullness of God is in you. Now, let's go to verse 20, and I'm going to close. That was my own mama. Y'all see where I get it from now, don't you? <laughs> Verse 20. Now to him, him being capital, who, who, capital H, who would that be? No, 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 no. Just look at, you're, you're, you're close. Him. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly. There's two words here. Two verbs. We, could, we don't have to have but one. That he was able to do exceedingly, abundantly. Why would we use two? You ever go around saying that? No, you don't speak like that. You know why there's two of these action verbs right here? Exceedingly, abundantly, above. He wants you to understand. That, Look, I got it. So I'm going to explain them in just a minute. Who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask? Can you talk? Is there anyone here who can't talk? 
You no, know, it's really a simple question. Can you talk? Yes. It's like, golly. Yes, you can talk. So that means if you can talk, you can ask. Yes. Or think according to what? Where's the power? Are y'all getting this? Let's read it again. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, far above is what it means. That means in extravagant, much more, abundantly. There's, no, there's nothing that can hold God's abundance. Do you understand that? It's a bucket that ain't big enough. Okay? It's an exceeding abundantly above all that we ask. If you can ask it, he can do it. And not only can he do it, but he can do it greater than anything else. But not only, not only that he wants us to get to this point, not only if you ask it, but if you, if you can think it, guess what? I'm already way above that. You just, if you can think, God says, I can outdo that already. You can't even think of what God can do for you. You, you can't even comprehend the God's power for you. And this is the good part. This is the good part. When on, you're on Monday or Tuesday, when you're going through the fire, it says, according to the power that works in us. It's already in you, church. Why are we letting the devil take the benefits from the child of God? Because we reduced him to that one word called salvation. And we don't understand that the benefits that God has, they're already in us. They work in us. That works in us. That works in us. In other words, it's not idle. It works in you. It's at work. Man, if y'all could get this, y'all walk in all kind of supernatural power and anointing. You might even get to be a, a they might even call you a Christian then. Well, the Bible says that you'll be, he says that when I leave, I'm going to send a comforter. These signs what's going to follow you. Heal the sick. Cast out the devils, lepers. Cleanse them. Raise the dead. But the Bible says, I'm just saying, you can say, Pastor, well, you're getting off. Well, you go figure it out then. Amen. I'm going to bless you. We already had some prayer. I want you to get this, church. If you can ever step into what God has for you, what's already available that's in you right now. You ain't got to go across the country to find it. Amen. When you're down, hey, I believe in calling for the elders of the church. Let's get together and pray. I'm all about that. But sometimes you ain't with nobody. You're all by yourself. We're going down the road, Billy. I mean, you've talked about that before. You pray for myself. I had back, my, my back was giving spasms the other day. Jason asked me how to back. I said, well, I just laid my hands on my own back. They'll reach around there, hey? Come on. If I can pray for you to be healed, if you think I can do that, why can't I pray for myself? You can too. Man, I hope you get this. Is this good? You okay? You learning something today? Amen? All right. Let's let's go. We're going to go act like Christians this week. Amen? Let me, if you stand, I'm going to pray for you. Bless you as we go.